Thank you very much. Um, Roy Yamaguchi makes delicious food. Uh, Assistant Secretary Newland, you testified that the department supports S1322 and uh, that these are important fixes. Um, would increasing the $2 million cap on the department's land acquisition fund further assist tribes to unlock their economic potential? Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes, it would. Uh, that is uh, one of the reasons that the president sought an additional or an increase in that cap to $12 million in the uh, FY24 budget request. But anything that helps to expand tribal land base, uh, we believe would help promote tribal economic development. Uh, Secretary Newland, as a former tribal leader, you have a unique perspective on how 1322 would work in real life. Can you give me an example of how important expanded leasing and right-of-way authority is to Indian country? Well, uh, I know you, uh, you appreciate brevity, so I'll try to leave it to one example, uh, Mr. Chairman. But uh, I, I think back to a time when we were working on a housing development uh, in our community when I was tribal president, um, and we had to get multiple rights-of-way for different utilities and a roadway uh, to move that development forward, and it, and it was an agonizing process. And had we had the opportunity uh, to have tribal control over that process, uh, we could have achieved that approval much more quickly. Thank you. Um, President uh, Blaker, you testified that S-195 will right a historic wrong for your tribe and address the uncompensated taking of your land. Can you share how important this bill is to clarify the cloud on the title for current landowners? Well, Chairman Schatz, uh, we've done our best to work with the local units of government so that we, um, that property owners wouldn't have to worry about that. That, they're, that working government to government will take care of this problem. So I think that once the bill, when the bill gets passed that the cloud will be lifted. Thank you very much. Vice Chair Murkowski. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, uh, this is a question to you, to you uh, Assistant Secretary Newland, and it regards uh, S-382. Um, it's my understanding um, from what we just heard from uh, Councilwoman Bryan that the lands that would be taken into trust under the bill have met state and federal environment cleanup standards. Is that your understanding? Based on the tribe's report to us, yes, that's our understanding. So, um, as, as you probably know, we are dealing with extensive um, contaminated lands issues in the state of Alaska. Uh, I asked for... Um, some numbers this morning. There are 4,952 contaminated land sites in the state. Uh, 1,179 of those are, are ANCSA lands, so full 24% of the contaminated lands that are on uh, the list for cleanup. We're working with the EPA. We had the EPA administrator before the Appropriations Committee here this morning, and they're working well with us. But the fact of the matter is, is we literally had to beg an agency to step forward because the Department of Interior just 
would not they would not agree to be the lead agency they were uh, they would they would sit at the table but they would not take lead on this and it is it's a real sore spot with me because when <clears throat> in an effort to to complete the obligation to honor the trust to our native peoples for fulfillment of their land claims we convey lands that are tainted, that are soiled, that are polluted, that are contaminated. It's an affront. It really is. And so to hear uh, you say, Councilwoman Bryan, that you know it's it's such a such a tragedy that when these lands were taken from you, they were clean. Now you're getting them. We are figuring out a way to make this work, but it's an injustice. It really is. And um, I. I, I, I just, I, I am very bothered by, uh, by what our federal agencies have, um, have allowed over the years when it comes to, to the transfer of, of many of these lands to uh, Native people under Lands Settlement Acts. So I'm just going to ask you generally, does the department have any concerns with transferring known contaminated lands into trust, understanding that there's still trace contaminants, legacy pollution is what we call it, that's still being detected on these lands. Thank you, Madam Vice Chair. With respect to this bill, uh, we believe based on our conversations with the tribe um, and their determination that this is in their best interests, uh, that this transfer uh, of land, these lands into trust for the tribe would be in their best interests. And, and maybe I should direct this to you, Councilwoman Bryan. Is it in your best interest because you simply can't afford to pay the remediation costs? Thank you for the question. Um, this, one of the reasons this matters so much to us is that you can have developers up and down the waterfront buy a piece of property and develop it in the state it's in now. Because we put the land into trust and it requires this phase two, and there are legacy contaminants, there are legacy pollution, we are unable to do that. So putting the land into trust will allow us to develop it just like any other developer would be able to do. Uh, the Port of Tacoma and the Tacoma Tide Flats are heavily industrialized. They have been for years, and I, I too think it's an atrocity what the government has allowed to happen over the years. Um, and there's been a lot of cleanup. We had three Superfund sites right there in the Commencement Bay area. Um, our, our lands are very contaminated, and there's a lot of legacy pollution that I'm told in my lifetime with the best available control technologies we'll never be able to clean. Um, but we are where we are, and we have an opportunity here to put this land into trust that we've already purchased. I mean, our, our land was stripped from us. We're having to pay the highest price for it, and now we're unable to put it into trust because of this legacy pollution. Well, we want to get to, to a viable solution um, for the Puyallup tribe, and so uh, whether it's your shipping terminal or what you want to do with a great restaurant, um, we want to be able to facilitate that. Last question for you, um, uh, Assistant Secretary Newland. Um, can you share a little bit about the backlog at BIA on rights-of-way applications and why, 
why it's so important under this unlocked act to allow for a tribal self-determination process for the rights-of-way approvals. Thank you, Madam Vice Chair. I don't have uh, data at my fingertips uh, at the hearing today uh, when it comes to the backlog of rights-of-way, but this has long been a sore spot uh, for tribes across Indian country, how long it takes uh, to get rights-of-way approved. Uh, the department has adopted new regulations in the last decade in an attempt to speed that up, but I think we all believe that uh, when tribes are making the decisions about how their lands get used and control the timelines, that uh, it moves faster and it's more efficient and, and ultimately works better for the tribe. Got it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I don't have further questions of the witnesses. I just thank them, and hopefully we'll be able to move these bills relatively expediently. Thank you very much, uh, Vice Chair. If there are no more questions for our witnesses, members uh, may also submit follow-up written questions for the record. The hearing record will remain open for two weeks. I want to thank all of the witnesses for their time and their testimony. This hearing is adjourned.